Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Video footage showing crowds of revellers in Dublin's South William Street on Saturday night has caused anger, sure, why wouldn't it, amongst publicans who have been closed for months and led to fears that an easing of lockdowns restrictions could be hampered by such public displays of irresponsible behaviour. Now, I'm reading this, by the way, right? Public displays of irresponsible behaviour. Now, if I showed you this video last year, right, of, and the video is going around, somebody tweeted it, some oh, Egypt there tweeted it yesterday as well, and, you know, was talking about, this is the reason we're going to be in lockdowns, blah, 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 blah. Right, and all it is is people standing around, young people, majority of, probably under the age of 25, between like, 20 and 25, having a few takeaway beers on South William Street. They're not stripping. They're not running up and down the street naked. They're not stabbing each other to death. They're not shouting and roaring. They're just standing there socialising. And it's described as public displays of irresponsible behaviour. We would have been happy to see that a year ago. But now because, of course, COVID-19, are they all within their five kilometres? Probably not. Are they visiting somebody from another household later on? Maybe so. Are they doing something wrong? In the eyes of the guidelines, yes. But when it comes to being human beings, no. They're frustrated. And the recording shows scores of young people socialising on the streets. Uh, They're standing together in large groups with no regard, according to this, uh, for the two-metre social distancing regulation. Dublin was not the only place, of course, with large groups of people gathering, drinking outside. Uh, There was images emerged over the weekend of people around the South Mall and Grand Parade in Cork as well on Saturday night. And the Taoiseach said that these scenes of gatherings, like in Cork and in Dublin, could put the whole nation in jeopardy. Jeez, that's a big statement, isn't it? So what, a few people out standing around having a chat and an old takeout beer is going to put the whole country in jeopardy. There you go. I don't believe that for a minute. I don't buy that at all. We're going down rabbit holes here. We really are going down rabbit holes. But anyway, Michal Martin told the Echo that he was very concerned after seeing the pictures. He said, it was disappointing to see large crowds who had gathered. It's unacceptable. It endangers the efforts of all within society who are doing everything to adhere to the current restrictions. We are all working hard to keep the level of cases down. He went on to say it undermines the efforts of the frontline workers in our hospitals and we need to reduce the number of cases in our hospitals and number of ICU beds being used. And by the way, we have asked the HSC on numerous occasions at this stage to clarify, <clears throat> because when you hear, for example, that maybe there's 320 people uh, in hospital with COVID-19. We need to clarify those figures. The suggestion over the weekend is that if you do the maths, actually only 74 of those people uh, were in hospital for COVID-19. Now, we can't validate that figure. Uh, The rest of those people were in for some other reason, but just happened to test positive. Now, if that is the case, and we were trying to get the HSE to clarify that figure to us, and we can't clarify whether it is true or not, if that is the case... Well, then I cannot see the justification for everything that's happening in this country based on the fact that of a country of 5 million people, 74 people are in hospital with an illness. I just cannot see the case for justifying everything that we're doing. But anyway, if that is the case, and we've asked the HSE and reached out to them, but unfortunately they don't seem to want to give us the answer to that question because maybe it doesn't suit them. Many people online have expressed their anger at the gatherings of people drinking over the weekend and have branded the behaviour disgusting and selfish. Now, I watched the video over the weekend and what really struck me is the way that we have turned on each other. We have turned into a nation of curtain twitchers. And it saddens me that the world has turned people against each other. It is becoming more and more apparent that there are those out there who just want to get on with their lives and there are others out there who just want to record them and report them and put them up on social media. 
Now, you may disagree with me and you may feel if people congregate on the streets like this, drinking and socialising, they need to be held accountable. And health expert Anthony Staines said that the pubs in the area where the revellers gathered may have to stop serving takeaway drinks or face being shut down for a week to deal with the problem. So here's the question. Do you agree with that? Should they stop the pubs from serving takeout beers? They're serving it, by the way, under legislation, off-licence legislation. Now, if they stop the pubs from doing it, they must also stop the off-licences from serving it because it's the same piece of legislation. Otherwise, I'm pretty sure the pubs could take a case to court saying they're being unfairly treated. That's how the pubs are allowed to serve takeouts because they're acting as an off-licence. So, should the pubs and the off-licences stop serving beer to stop this problem? So you can all, the people who are worried sick, can all get out there on December the 1st into level three or whatever it is you're going to be allowed into uh, in December the 1st, like good boys and girls. Let me know. Uh, the number is 87 Do you believe they should stop serving takeout beers to stop this problem? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 87 Now, it's an absolute disgrace lately about the guy. is Oh, Niall is an absolute disgrace lately about the guidelines. I was an avid listener. Clearly not, because I've been saying the same thing for the last eight months. So you're obviously not that much of an avid listener. But from today on, no, Niall is stirring trouble lately, grasping at straws to make a programme. All right, okay, because we have somebody on who disagreed with you, is that the reason why, right? Yeah. There's another one there. Good man. Encourage a free-for-all, man. Uh, when did I ever encourage a free-for-all? I said there's guidelines out there. People need to adhere to them, but don't be vilifying people for just engaging with each other. People are human beings, is the point I'm making. Clearly, you're not listening to what I'm trying to say here today. Uh, by the way, let me. I want to get your calls on that in relation to the crowds that were hanging around South William Street and also down at the South Mall and the Grand Parade in Cork on Saturday evening. What should be done? Should we stop the, the sale of alcohol? Is that the answer to stop it? Because there doesn't seem to be another way of doing it. I have to be honest, I find it very patronising today, the way you're going on about all these lads, you know, out in town. Like, can they not just bleed and stay in the bloody house for another two weeks or whatever the bloody hell it is? Like, it's two weeks, lads. That's all you have to do. Like, But you know what? It's going to be the likes of these clowns that's doing this. That's going to put us back into another bloody lockdown. They're going to ruin it for everybody. And I don't think, you know, you melting off, Noel, saying, oh, you know, they're, they're doing no harm, you know. Oh, they're young. So what if they're bloody young? I don't care if they're bloody 70 or I don't care if they're 20 or 15 or bleeding 30 or 40 or 50. It doesn't make any bloody difference what age they are. Stick to the bloody guidelines. Just, if two or three, whatever the bloody hell is, two weeks left, you know, stick to the guidelines and just, let's just get through this. Like, everyone's in the same boat. I'm pissed off because I can't bleed and go out anywhere. You know what I mean? But I don't think making excuses for all these lads is the way to go. Cheers. Good luck. I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just saying they're being human beings. Bloody hell, bloody, bleedy, bloody, bloody. (laughs) <laughs> I get the point you're making, by the way, but in saying that, you're saying it's only another week and a half. You know, if you go back to March, it was only meant to be for two weeks. And then, you know, it was the end of it then in June. And sure, we're grand now. We're, we're moving out of it now. And then it was only, Asher oh, just for another two weeks. Ah, oh, it's level three just for three weeks. Oh, now it's level five for six weeks. So what happens on December the 1st? Is it back to level three with a risk of going back to level five again? So you, I can see the frustration. You know, you have to understand. The, sorry, I didn't get your name, by the way. But you have to understand the frustration of people. And I get, if it was just for two weeks, if somebody said to everybody, listen, 
everybody stay in your gaff for the next two weeks and don't move. I think people would comply with that as long as they knew there was a light at the end of the tunnel of that two weeks. But we see no light and I think that's the problem people have. By the way, Leo Varadkar's just tweeted again there. Thanks, Richie. As a society, we haven't done everything right, but this graph, courtesy of Seamus Coffey, tells us a lot. There has been little or no increase in all-cause mortality in the second wave. Let's hold firm. Keep it at that. We're saving a lot of lives. So he's just put up, Leo Varag has just put up a graph saying, you know, according to RIP.ie, that there's, you know, the same amount of people have died this year as last year, essentially at this stage, uh, of this stage of the year. And this man, Leo Varadkar, he is just unbelievable. He's just speaking from both sides of his mouth constantly all the time. Uh, by the way, as regards tests, uh, Richie says, Elon Musk was tested. He's the guy who owns SpaceX, by the way, uh, and Tesla. He was tested four times in one day last week. Twice the test came back positive and twice it came back negative. There you go. That just shows you how PCR test works. Uh, Pat, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Pat? How are you, Noel? Uh, Pat, I, I mean, I, I understand why people are getting a bit angry and they're blaming these people for this, you know, for this thing being extended even longer. But I mean, human beings are human beings and they just, they're like magnets to each other, aren't they? Well, look, we're all human beings. And, you know, unfortunately, the situation we're at the moment, it's, it's unprecedented, you know, and... Oh, jeez, I hate that word. Yeah, I mean, but it is. It has to be fair. And I'll tell you, I'm actually quite surprised at you. You seem to be getting the bandwagon there and this whole thing. Oh, they're all right. We have to stop people treating these people like children. Because that's what's happening at the moment. It's as if they're only kids and they have to get out and they have to do this and they have to do that or whatever. And all that mental health. I'll tell you what's wrong now, what's causing bad mental health to people. There's people looking at these people out and about and, and they're afraid for themselves because they see that people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. To protect them, but you know these people have to be protected from themselves as well. But I, I, but, but, hang on, but I would agree with you, Pat. But Pat, hold on. Let me just say, I would agree with you, and I would agree with everything the previous fella said there on the WhatsApp as well. I would agree with all of that if there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And Ashton said to me a while ago, if the government said you had to stay in your house, locked up with a lock on the door, with the, the militia standing outside for the next four weeks, would you do it if you knew we had to go back to normal? And to plumas them, I said, yes, I would. But wait, it's when are we... had no choice, no. But wait, hold See, on. What's going, okay, but what's going to happen choice. on December the 1st? What do you think is going to happen on December the 1st? Well, do you know what, to be honest? Huh? We're never going to... We just lost him. We're never going to find out what's going to happen on December the 1st. We've just lost Pat. I'll get it back for you there in a second. Hi, Niall. Uh, my condolences to that poor lady was that you had on the air a few minutes ago. And the fact that she is on the radio uh, talking to you is a great help to her. Please pass on my condolences. Uh, Adrian from Monaghan. Uh, P.S. And I'm a father of a schizophrenic lad. Uh, her husband uh, will be in our prayers now. Thank you for reading this. Uh, in relation to your comments on alcohol, the queue in our local, off, our, our local supermarket extends from the meat counter to the off-license to the till. It's a very busy shop and one could spend five minutes starting at rows of many beers and spirits and it's very tempting for vulnerable shoppers. Children are regularly in the queue. Well, that's a whole other argument I know Mike talked about on Friday, which was to stop selling alcohol, by the way, in the local supermarket. Sorry, Pat, I lost you there. No, yeah, so the question, yeah, yeah, question is, so what's going to happen on December the 1st? Hard to say. More you know. the same. More well, the, the way, same. Well, to be honest with you, it will be more of the same if people are behaving the way they're behaving. I, you know, we actually drove past there. Drove what, past what way are people behaving? What are they? What when you say they're well, behaving? I ran, I ran by there on Saturday. Where is that? William Street. Now, William Street. I drove up South William Street. Okay. Now okay. it would have been early enough. It was around half hour, quarter five. Yep. And I was actually shocked to see so many people standing in groups. 
Down and out side bars, where they have you drinking, you know, classic points. Takeaway, takeaway beers, now, yeah. Whatever they were, yeah, whatever. But the, the point, you know, the point, the point is, uh, there's no, there's no facilities for these people. There's nothing else, even on a thing of basic hygiene. Never mind anything else. There's no toilets. You know, well, look, if around, people are you know, if people are not going to stop doing that, and and I don't be, be told to stop. Doing no, it. no, hang on for a second. If people are not going to stop doing it, would it not have been better? To leave the, the gastro pubs or, the, or even the wet pubs, whatever, open, at least then they would have been supervised. They'd been sitting down. They wouldn't be standing close to each other. Would it not have been better just to leave them open? Well, it would have made more sense. Absolutely. Yes. It would have made more sense than what's going on at the moment. You know, it's, it's a more furtive thing now. People are hanging around. As I say, it's, it's getting out of hand. Well, you know, and I would agree, as I said once again, I would agree with you if there was a light at the end of the tunnel. But we can't go on like this forever. And people, it's now been, Mar- it's, in March we were told this is only for two or three weeks. Yeah. Then, we, then it was a couple of months. Then it was, oh, we're exiting this now. We have our phase plans and we're out of it now. This is grand. It's all great now. We're all working together. No, we're not. Uh, and then oh. all of a sudden we're back into it again. And people are saying, but December, it'd be out of it for two weeks for Christmas. And then January, back into it again. People can't continue to live like that. They just can't. Oh. Well, the problem, you know, the biggest thing is here is we're trying to save people are trying to save lives. You know, that's what it's all talking about. Life, your life is more important than anything else. Yeah, yeah, hang on, wait, hang on. But you're, you're not. You have another health. Yeah, but nothing. Yeah, but you're not balancing it out, Pat. There's a trade-off here, okay? And I understand that people. By the way, Pat, I am not denying for one minute that there are people, particularly vulnerable people and elderly people, who have died with COVID nineteen. Absolutely, right. Yeah. I'm not denying it for a minute. Thing, no, no, but but hang on, but, but you have to be conscious of other people's lives as well. You can't revolve society around the deaths of a few people. Noel, I, I have to live as well. It was my family, people I know, everyone. But I'm just looking at it in terms of people, you know, they, they give out about this and a whole lot. And I look at it in terms of, quite simply, you look at the, the, the fact that the, the normal flu is down by 90% this year. Okay? Yep. And that's obviously... Well, you know, well, according to the HSC, sorry, I've run out of time, by the way, but according to the HSC, last week we got a statement from there, there has been no case of the flu in Ireland uh, in hospital this year. None, not one. Lots of messages, by the way, coming in about the people who were drinking on the streets. <laughs> oh, God. You're vilifying them. Noel, a couple of months ago, you had a, a thing on your show, topic on your show about Dime Street, a bar in Dime Street where the barman was standing on the bar pouring uh, drinks down people's necks. The one thing that was said on that show was if this happened in Dalkey or Kalini it would never be heard about. Now you have South William Street in Dublin and you have the Cork City Centre as well. But no one is mentioning the queues that are on a nightly basis outside the, um, the Eagle House in Sandy Cove Village. The queue is absolutely actually going from the Eagle House on the corner of Adelaide Road all the way back up through Sandy Cove Village just for takeaway alcohol. But again, of course, because it's that area, it's not heard about. Anyone who thinks these people don't shouldn't be doing what they're doing and shouldn't be out there and shouldn't be doing this need to very carefully listen to that woman you just had in your show story and think about Gar, that man, because that's what staying at home is doing to people. Let people go and live their lives. I can't disagree with you. And you're right about the queues. Uh, somebody else verified that as well. And not just that bar, by the way, the Eagle House. There's other bars too. There are queues. Because, of course, the pubs are saving ta- serving takeouts uh, under off-license legislation. That's why the government really couldn't stop them from doing that. Otherwise, they'd have to close all the off-licenses. So 
the real question is, and somebody has said it this morning, Anthony Staines uh, suggested it, um, should we then stop serving takeouts and stop serving lot? Well, he says, you know, close the pubs who serve these uh, takeouts uh, for a week or something like that as a form of punishment, I think that's what he was suggesting. Uh, let me know, should we stop serving takeout uh, drinks and ser- stop serving takeouts or off-licenses altogether to stop this carry-on if people believe it's damaging to society or particularly at the moment COVID or keeping us in level five, which I don't believe for a minute, by the way. Uh, Joe, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? Good afternoon, Nine, and welcome back. Thank you very much indeed, Joe. Nice to have you back on the air again. Joe, you no. witnessed the scenes in Cork, did you? I did. I was out on Friday night. I just went out for a walk. Like, you know, I was just going out to do a bit of shopping. And if you saw the crowd on uh, Carl Marker Street there, it was like St. Patrick's Day. Was it that busy? I mean, I know, oh, I know. I saw pictures of South Mall and Grand Parade, all right, and that looked busy enough. Yeah, but if you went down there now Friday night and you saw the amount of drinking going on, it was disgusting. They were all fellas throwing, throwing drink on one another. They were whittling around the place. They were all hugging one another. Now, I know in normal times that would be okay, but at the well, moment... The, well, the whittling and the throwing the beer everywhere wouldn't be acceptable. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, can I point out in St. William Street as well, there were people throwing their empties all over the place and there was garbage and rubbish everywhere. That's not acceptable. I understand that. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But mind you, that wouldn't be happening if we didn't have the situation we have at the moment where they have to drink outside. Yeah, well, I think that uh, I, I agree with you there, what you're saying. Um, if, the, if, the, if the pubs were open with, super, with supervision, now I'm on about, like, proper supervision, and uh, if they had some sort of a leeway where people, if people were not behaving themselves, then they could be expelled or the guards could be called to take them away, you know? But See, what, moment, are the, what are the guards realistically going to do? I know the guards have quite a lot of power at the moment, and that, which they can use at their disposal. But I think the last thing your average guard wants to do is walk down to a group of, you know, 20, 25-year-olds, having a beer, maybe just chatting, and say, can you go home? Uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're getting into dodgy territory when the guards start doing that. I, I mean, we're asking people to comply, you know, if it's not a necessary journey or a necessary outing. But if they are doing it, you know, I don't really believe the guards have the power to start going around arresting people. Yeah, well, I think at the moment, really, at the moment, there's not that many guards around because compared to the first lockdown, it was like uh, it was like uh, it was like a military stage, you know. There was so guards all over the Gestapo going around. Yeah. What's like the Gestapo? <laughs> and there was nobody around back in April in March. Well, no, and April. See, I think that wasn't just the guards. When you go back to March and April, of course, we had seen the scenes in China and Italy and everywhere else, and people took it a lot more seriously because at the time we thought it was a lot more dangerous than there it was turned an out to be. Plan as well, like. Yeah, yeah, and we we could see light at the end of the tunnel. But I think at this stage, with all the data that's available now, and people see, well, it's not as dangerous as we initially thought. I agree um, with you, yes. No, I, no. I think there's a, there, there, there's a bit of complacency there now. People just want well, to get I, back to their lives. Yeah. Well, I think that the first thing anyway, I think that, I think all the closed shops, the proper retail shops should be open anyway because it's ridiculous having them closed, like, you know? Yeah, well, it doesn't make a huge amount of sense, no. Provide, provided they're being supervised, you know? Yeah, but the majority of marriage, you know, with respect, no, then you would hardly see any problems, really. Now, the only place you might see it is some one or two of the big department stores, but majority of them, like, are okay because they, they have the queues and everything. But, um, but here's the like, thing. I mean, when, when the shops all back, opened back up again in July till September, they were open. There was a two-and-a-half-month period that, where, they, where everything was open, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the case numbers were low. So if lockdowns work, well then why didn't the case numbers jump up in July when all of a sudden everything was back open again? Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. You know yourself now. This you country. know why? You know what the answer to that question is? Yeah. Because we weren't testing as many people, that's why. Exactly, exactly. 
And the hell, uh, as well as that, the, 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 the testing system in this country is a joke. Anyway, it needs to be, it, it should have been, that should have been dealt with months ago, really. But we're testing people. In some countries, they're only testing people who have symptoms. We're That's testing, all. and the majority of people who are testing positive for COVID-19 are not sick at all. No, that's the thing to see. And to put it down then as a COVID positive, like. Yeah, well, this is the problem. And and the more t- people that you test, I know it sounds very Donald Trump-like, but the more people that you test, the more positives you're going to get because exactly, they, yeah, they, they believe it's 3 to 6% positive rate. Yeah. But in, 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 the, in the line of um, alcohol and everything like that, I think that uh, the government should have been a lot stricter at this, uh, back in uh, last month that uh, if there's going to be any takeaway drinks or anything like that, that... That needs to be supervised. But at the moment, as you say yourself, there doesn't seem to be an end plan and everybody is just going off the rails, like, you know? Well, unfortunately, yes. And listen to that poor woman and her husband there earlier on. I mean, that's the last thing we want to be hearing. The sad thing about it. Yeah. Like, we're going to be dealing with a lot of suicide now in the next couple of, in the next oh, couple of years. Like. Yeah, you're right. And I, but I hope not. But I think you are right. But, but stay there a second. Let me just go to Michelle. Michelle, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Michelle? Hey, Niall, thanks for taking my call. No problem. You think it's a good idea to close the awful licences uh, and the short, sharp shock, so to speak, would wake people up a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe if you got them out of their drunken stupor, they'd see that they'd be t- they're, taking, they're being taken for a ride. I mean, there's so many contradictions, so many things that don't make any sense, and people are happy to ignore the reality around them. So if you take their distractions away, maybe they'd start to put two and two together. Okay, so what's, what is the reality around them that you believe that they're missing out on? Well, the fact that the flu has dropped 98% this year, um, which is pretty coincidental, especially that... I don't, believe, I don't believe the flu has dropped 98%. And according to uh, Public Health England, 95% of flu cases are being diagnosed as COVID-19 because they're also COVID positive. And maybe that's why we're just not counting the number of flu cases in hospital. Nope. Well, that's exactly it. You're, I'm, you've just, um, that's exactly the um, contradictions I'm talking about. I, I was just pulling that off of a Daily Mail headline. Okay. That experts were um, perplexed as to why the flu dropped 98%. Oh, I can tell you why. Maybe it's because COVID is being reclassified as the flu. You know, there aren't people dropping down in the streets like you, we were led to believe in, um, that was happening in China. Yeah, here. you remember those videos that were going around that we all got on WhatsApp back in February and I people were stepping that. over bodies on the streets and I, yeah. I, none of that ever happened. None of that ever happened. But we went ahead and acted like it did anyway and we shut down the entire world. We're plunging millions of people into poverty. And for what? I mean, well, 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 we, well Michelle, we can't deny that, and I don't want to be anybody to think for a minute that I'm denying that COVID-19 exists or that people haven't died. Clearly they have died and COVID-19 does. It's a coronavirus that does exist and, you know, and people are dying. But you believe that the reaction is an overreaction? Absolutely. 100%. The, the effects are going to be far worse than the disease itself. So what, well, so what, what should, well, I mean, obviously you're being sarcastic when you're talking about sober them up to get the realisation of what's actually going on around them. But what do you think the solution is? So what should happen I, on December the 12th or the I 1st? I think Sweden is a perfect example of what should have been done and what should be done. I mean, Leo Varadka just, um, just tweeted out that there is no, no excess deaths. Exactly. Yeah, he just he just tweeted it there a few years ago. But see, but the problem I find with Leo Varadkar is he's talking out of both sides of his mouth constantly all the time. Oh, I won't disagree, of course, because the contradictions, again, everything regarding COVID-19 is contradictions. There's so much, why would, if this pandemic is so deadly, why would you have to label heart attack victims as COVID-19? Why would, why do you have to bump up the numbers in this way? I think it's obvious that we're being taken for a ride and we're never going to go back to normal okay, so we start going back to normal. I'm, I, I'm not going to disagree with you completely, but if we are being taken for a ride, as you put it, 
What's the purpose? See, I, I'm, I, everybody tells me the same thing and, and I'm looking at all the data just like you, Michelle, and everybody else. But I'm saying to myself, what's the purpose of it? If governments genuinely believe this wasn't as dangerous as we first thought, etc., etc., there's no need for lockdowns, well, then why are they doing it? It doesn't control. benefit them. It's costing money. Control. No, governments love pandemics. It gives them complete control, unchecked power and authority, As you, and people are happy to comply, the majority Does that not sound a little bit far-fetched? That it would not make Leo Varadkar's job easier, Michal Martin's job easier, uh, Stephen Donnelly's job easier, if there was no pandemic and they could just get on with doing the business they normally get on with? I suppose if you're coming at it from a, um, and this will sound a bit tinfoil hatty, but the reality is you might be projecting your own humanity and your own decency onto psychopaths. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense why they're happy to plunge people into poverty. It seems like over in the States, no one is getting any help from any government, red or blue. It's because no one cares. I mean, they're just pretending to care, but they're really grabbing control and power. And I think it's really dangerous. And do you think the end is in sight? Surely they'll run out. Well, if it's about control and power, control and power, as you say, are costing money at the moment because they have to keep paying all these businesses and paying, you know, pandemic unemployment payments and uh, subsidies to companies, etc., etc. No tax take. So it's costing massive. In Ireland alone, they, they predict by next year, 80 billion this pandemic has cost us. Okay, 80 billion. So eventually they're going to run out of money. So what happens oh. then? Well, what happens then is that the rich get way richer as they have been this entire pandemic. Well, we while that, the poor, yeah. Yeah. So the gap between the rich and the poor will, will be a massive chasm um, that will never be. Um, you're gonna, this is pretty much a changing of reality and society as we know it. We're not, this is why the new normal is constantly being pushed on us. And it's, as you said before, the conditioning, it only takes one generation. If children today, very young children today, are already accustomed to staying away from each other and not seeing faces and just doing this new normal stuff that they're constantly being you know, drilled into, then we have a new world upon us. And what do, you, what do you say to people who are condemning those who are in St. William Street or Grand Parade, those young people who are drinking together, talking together? They're, they're calling them irresponsible, of course, but I, I just see people talking and, and having a drink. Uh, but of course, they're not obeying the guidelines. What do, what do you say to people who believe they're, they're the ones risking everybody's lives? I think they've... Uh... I say this to them all the time because I speak to them all the time. They've been completely brainwashed. I mean, they're happy to read, uh, ignore the reality in front of them. They'll say you're brain- look- but they'll say you're brainwashed, Michelle. They'll know, say I you've understand. been brainwashed by social media and conspiracy theorists and deniers. And I'm just giving you their argument. They'll say you've been brainwashed. Of course, but I will always point to their own information, such as there's no excess deaths this year. I mean, how can you ignore it? If there is such a deadly pandemic that's worth shutting the world down, then why aren't there any excess deaths? Please just put those two together. You know what I mean? And for those, by the way, don't understand what you just said, excess deaths is the amount of people who die as a whole, which on average is somewhere between 70 and 80 people die in Ireland every single day. A third of those will die of cancer, by the way, and many other reasons people die as well. And according today to Leo Varadka, as a society, we haven't done everything right, but this graph, courtesy of Seamus Coffey, tells us a lot. There have been little or no increase in all-cause mortality in the second wave. Let's hold firm. And he shows a graph here of what they call excess deaths, according to RIP.ie, and every death is registered of course with RIP.ie and you can see basically that if we look at this year and last year there's not more or less the same amount of people have died uh, okay let me let me just say there Michelle let me go to Billy Billy you're on Classic Kids how you doing Billy oh sorry Billy uh, that's my fault so I do apologise sorry Billy go ahead I would, I'd agree with what that lady said yeah no everything should be open up uh, 
And what about the risk, according to some people and according to Neffet? If we open everything up, the virus will run riot and no, some people will die. We'll just go, we wear the mask for the next whenever hand we wash our hands, we keep our distance. But the thing that's really annoying me, Niall, it's really annoying me, and I know it's only a small percentage, but all it takes is one person. Uh, what's it called? The, the people coming in from England, especially England, because it's very bad over there, and America, uh, they're coming in now. We can even see the planes as I'm standing at the window. They're coming in, and these people are free to go anywhere they want in Ireland. And I'm an Irish citizen, and I can't leave my county. But see, you're, but you're using an analogy based, and you're not looking at the data. When you say America, for example, America yeah. has one of the lowest inf- infection mortality rates, okay? So that means they're doing more testing. And because they're doing more testing, it looks like they have more cases. Okay, but and they have a lower mortality rate based on those cases than most countries. But they come in and go anywhere they want? I can't leave Ireland. Uh, sorry, not Ireland. But why shouldn't they? But why, but, 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 but going by your theory that we should just get on with it, so why yeah. shouldn't they be allowed in? Because so what difference is it going to make? Because we're not getting on with it. That's at the moment. But if we were, that's grand. If we did get on with it, then I'd be free to leave Dublin today. Okay, so so the point well, the point you're saying is if we're being restricted, why are we letting people? Well, exactly realistically, Billy, we're not letting that many people in. Let's be clear about but it. But now, listen, it doesn't matter how many we let. It's we're wasting our time trying to get the numbers down while we do let anybody in. Well, yeah, but I mean, we can't become an outlier either. You know what I mean? But but now, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Like, there's people coming in now. One person comes in, gets into a taxi, infects the taxi driver. He goes on me, texts infects the family, his family, uh, daughters and sons infect their families. And so on and so on. So it's just pointless. We're going in and round about what we're doing is you waste. It's it's useless. It's no use. It's uh, especially when you let people in. Like okay, that. so so this idea that we should close the pubs, stop. Well, when I say close the pubs, stop them from serving takeouts. And no, I don't, no, no. And the people enjoying themselves. Fair play to them. And I hope everybody else enjoys themselves. More people enjoy themselves. And I hope they rise up in the new year in January against this because enough is enough. And uh, I'm mentally okay. So you, you've, you, okay. So you've, you, you're mentally strong, but you feel you've had enough. You just can't take any more of this. I told you. I don't know what I told you a few weeks. Uh, sorry, but uh, was it last on you? I was a few days off there, a couple about three or four weeks. You know, I stayed in bed for three days. I actually took for the whole three days. I thought you were going. To, you told me you were going down the country. I did go down the country. That was about seven or eight weeks ago. I went to Limerick. That was when I when I was advised not to leave Dublin. It's I wasn't great. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah. No, but I wasn't breaking any law. I was only advised. It was a guideline, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I can't do it now. I am. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. I spent three days in bed, and I'm 100% mentally strong, and I felt that girl's pain that lost her husband. Oh, I know, that was shocking, shocking. Okay, well, well, ha- well hang on for a second, because I, I was staying there, because I want to go to Dave as well, who wants to speak to Michelle. Michelle, you're still there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. Dave, go ahead, you're on Classic Kids. Oh, sorry, boss. Yeah, Dave, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I just, I just uh, my comment was, I find it funny when people talk about these, uh, Conspiracies that there's an overarching, you know, plot like to Seek control our power lives. and control. No, no, especially like when it's, it's the Irish government. Like I, I, I don't know if that lady's just, ever paid. Well, that's my thoughts. Yeah, and the Irish government. Paid, are not no, but I don't of know it. if anybody's ever paid attention to uh, the Irish government. But like these lads couldn't organize a piss up in a brewery on a good day. Do you know what I mean? They can't buy a printer without spending nearly a million euros on it. Do you know? And like these guys mm. are supposed to be part of like some but secret. Okay, but maybe maybe Michelle didn't mean that in a direct sense. But I suppose the point that she's making is is that if you go back post or before COVID, pre COVID, okay, our focus was very much on the homeless crisis. It was very much on you know uh, constantly having elections to get new governments because we weren't happy with the way government uh, the the country was being run. Uh, we didn't really have a good proper government to be honest with you. You know, um, we had a confidence supply agreement between two parties. So realistically, the pressure was on them. Whereas now the pressure is off them as such. 
Yeah. No, you see, I think this is That's like... That's the point she's making, I think. Yeah, well, no, I just think, like, you know, like, everybody's trying to say, like, they're they're doing X, Y, and Z, you know, for control and, and to keep us beaten down. The, the really simple answer is they haven't a clue. It's, it's like the inmates are running the asylum at the moment. Do you know, like, they're taking advice from Neffet, and the reason they're going to go with what Neffet says is because in the future, if things go tits up for them, they can just point to, to Neffet and say, well, they told us, you know, to do this stuff. It's just, it, the biggest problem with politics in this country for a long time is there's no accountability. Do you know, I mean, like, people are talking about Leo Leak and stuff. What about the report that just came out, that the Irish Examiner did, about all the Air Corps people who have died from cancer in the last, what, uh, two years? Mm-hmm. And Leo, like a guy got in contact with Leo, and Leo said, oh, well, I'm very sorry, I can't really you know, go behind people's backs to investigate this for you. That's the stuff that should be in the news right now. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm not, surprised Leo's still there after all the carry-on over the last few years. He should be there. That guy should be gone. Okay, but, but, but okay, but he's still there now. Anyway, but get, but getting back to what Michelle says, Michelle doesn't doesn't buy into it at all. Fair play to the people who are out having a good time, as far as she's concerned, and uh, she believes it's all about control. But Michelle, you've heard Dave saying, and I couldn't disagree with him to be honest with you. I, I don't believe the Irish government are capable of thinking like that of control. Well, I think this is bigger than the Irish government. I never think it's just local to one government. I think, and look, like I said, I think it's going to sound a bit. Um, tinfoil hattie, but I think the global elite don't give a crap about the rest of us. They are getting richer and richer throughout this pandemic. They're getting ridiculously rich, and I think history has shown us that they don't care. I mean, in your own country, uh, they've watched a whole generation of people die. Half a half half a country um, just gone. I'm sorry, excuse me. Half the population gone. You know, over the course of just a few decades. I don't think it's fair to give people this kind of credit that they care about you. They don't care about you. History has proven that. And they will let us all fade away and die or fall into poverty just so a few of them could achieve some ends. That, that just seems... I, I know you're saying you even, by your own admission, believe that's tinfoil, tinfoil hattie. It does seem a little bit completely over the top. I don't but believe our own history, government are capable though. of that. But it's history. You know, I mean... You're, yeah, but I don't, think, I don't think intentionally politicians will turn around and say, let's look at the best option for more people to die so we've left to look after. You know, I, 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 let's kind of cull the population. I, don't, I, I believe quite the opposite. I do believe they have the best intentions. I just think they're doing it wrong. Well, I'm not saying that they necessarily want to cull the population. I won't go that far. Uh, what I will say is there is an agenda to kind of tighten their grip on control. And um, pandemics are really good um, conduits to do that because you get to take people's rights away without them asking any questions. I mean, you have to Well, we, are, well, we haven't done this. This is the first time in Ireland in my lifetime uh, through any pandemic and we've had numerous different, you know, we, well, when I say health crisis, say foot and mouth, we had the swine flu, we had many other ones as well and we never took away people's liberties to this extent or anywhere close to this. Well, of course, of course. Well, I don't mean uh, Ireland all alone. You know, I'm talking about the entire world and how a lot of different governments throughout the world would react to uh, pandemics throughout time. But the reality is the goalpost has changed for this pandemic since the very beginning. The whole point of the lockdowns was to flatten the curve and not to burden the um, HSE. And that has we've we've cleared that out a, a long time ago. So what are we doing at this point? You're not going to get rid of a virus. Why is this the one virus that you can't live side by side? Why are old sick mm-hmm. people not allowed to die anymore? And why do we all have to stop our lives so less than 1% of people who are already vulnerable? And, you know, I don't mean to sound insensitive, but they were probably already on their way out. Why do we all have to now stop? Okay, well, let, well, let, me, well, well, okay, well let, me, let me ask, just put that question finally to Dave. Dave, is that insensitive to suggest that 
why does everybody's life have to revolve around a small percentage of people who are probably going to die anyway, according to what Michelle is saying? Is that is that completely insensitive to suggest that? Well, not necessarily, but see, I don't even, again, I don't even think it's that complicated. I think it comes out of human nature. And, like, the people we have in power aren't any more capable or super intelligent than anybody else. They're just average, everyday folks who've gone into a particular field of work, and they haven't a clue like the rest of us. You know, they're just, they're going with what they know because it seems to have worked so far from because you imagine if they try to go the herd immunity route, all right, and just, just for sake of argument, say cases go up and elderly people start dropping like flies. Well, that's a poison chalice for them because that's their career is more or less over. You know, like people seem to think that, like, you know, somebody has a hold of the wheel and they know what they're doing. They haven't a clue what they're doing. It's just human nature.